The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome back to the Schmozone podcast. This is episode number 102 already. My name is Helen with Helen Esports, and I'm being joined by the one and only Dave Schmolenson, aka the Schmo. And our guest today is the beautiful and very talented Miss Amanda Hivas. Hello, hello, everybody. It's good to see you. Good to see me. Good to see you. It's good to be here too. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. You always have a ball of energy, uh, great personality, and you just fought right here, UFC Vegas 54. Flyweight, your second flyweight fight in a row. You're going back and forth between flyweight and strawweight. Yeah, that it, this is my second time in UFC in flyweight. I'm feeling good. I think in this weight division, I am more strong. I can eat more. <laughs> I think this is better for me for this time. But I don't know what time I will come back to 115 because it's my original weight division. I like that too for me. And in 115, I am more fast. And I like that too. So I don't know now which one I will pick. So do you kind of let the matchmakers know that, hey, I'd rather fight at straw weight for this upcoming fight or flyweight? Or do they kind of just present you an opponent whether it is at 115 or 125? Yeah, I will make this good option for them. I mm -hmm. can fight in both. And I think my next step depends with who they will put me to fight. And we are looking this for the best schedule. And we are seeing. <laughs> How do you maintain always such the best energy? Like such a I great know, bubbly so personality. Oh. So positive. You were just in a war with Caitlin Chikagian, who fought for the flyweight strap in the UFC. So a big fight for you. Only big fights for you. You have amazing victories. 11-3 and three record. One of the top fighters, I would say, in both both divisions. Oh, thank you. It's good to listen to this. I think it's not... I'm not always in a good vibe, but I really believe if I wake up and, like, really sad because there is a days we wake up sad but if i put this sad in interview or if you do something with bad vibe i really believe this bad vibe will come back and just make a better vibe than ugh, the bad so i believe okay i wake up not too good today so breathe and put the best energy even i fake the best energy i really believe this best energy will come back so if I'm not good today, but I need to do something. Okay, let's go do it. I need to do, so I will do my best. And this happened. Uh, and for me, this works. And I like that. And about the fight, ooh, it's always a huge fight for me. <laughs> I like this. This last fight, I didn't, I didn't win. 
but I think I, I, I did great job. I, of course, I have a lot of, I made a lot of mistakes I need to correct, but I think I did good. I love the mindset and the mentality that you have. And I also saw that afterwards, after your fight, your dad said that you had a bicep injury yeah. going into it. So how is your bicep doing? He <laughs> is still here. It was crazy. I hurt one boxing training before, and I threw a punch, and just the muscle just did like, boom. And my dad, no, 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 this is nothing. Come here, I will do massage. And I mean, okay, then. And, dun, dun, dun. and I were at the physiotherapy, and she said, okay, we need to do exam. And me, ay, 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 I won't fight, I won't fight. And I still training, but with other arms and legs and my jiu-jitsu, I didn't know, I didn't roll, just drills, drills, drills. And I feel better, but not doing all the strength because it was hurt. But yeah, <laughs> I think all fighters when start a camp or when the end of the camp have some injury. But this was a little hard <laughs> injury. And now I were at the PI today and I will do a surgery to get better and my 100% because bicep surgery is fast, is not to, not, don't take a lot of time. So will be better for me to get my 100%. So I think in two months I will be back. Was it like a tear, a, a tendon tear in your bicep? Yeah. It's, I don't know if you can see. It's a little big here. Uh, this tendon is here and he <laughs> and just bumped. Ouch. Uh, uh, was there ever any consideration of pulling out of the fight leading up to it because of the injury? Uh, for me, no. I think until... Because I was so interested for the fight. I was training so hard. And I think if I was without one hand, no, I will fight, I will fight. Because I won that fight. I was really excited for that, for the opportunity, you know. Imagine that one, I, I am 115. I wasn't 115, just 115. And then UFC offered me the number one of 125 and me, okay. With arm, no arm. With leg, no arm, no leg. I will fight, and I think uh, that I trust in the physiotherapy because my physiotherapy was really good, and the coaches and the training, and in God and in myself, and I think it did good. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, and you went the distance with her. So, do you feel that in the future you would like to have a rematch? Against Maybe her? I think yes because she is a huge fighter and she's still number one and maybe we can have yeah what a lot of people um unless they're diehard fans don't know about you too is your whole family really competes in mixed martial arts your father is a, a legend uh legendary fighter in brazil he's been in some wars uh talk about kind of the pressure growing up following his footsteps did you feel pressure at all did you always know you were going to be a fighter because of yeah. it's in your blood, your DNA, and your family. I think I had this pressure when I were young. Oof, a lot of pressure. Like in children, if I win, okay, she is the son of the teacher, so she win. If I lose, ooh, the son of teacher lose. Oh my goodness! And when I was young, I didn't, I can't separate like my dad to my coach. So when I were home, I mean, 
ah, my coach uh, make me sad today at the training, so I don't like him. Now I know how to separate, to, to okay, now he's my dad and now he's my coach. And now he, do, he does this too because it's hard. It's not easy, not easy, but now I think it's good for me because I have someone that I can trust. And in MMA arts, it's hard that because now there is a lot of, not a lot of, but there is money involved. There is a lot of things that I need to think, not with my heart, but with the brain. Yes. And when I have somebody that I can really trust, it's perfect for me. And I have my dad, my mom, together is better, is the best. What was your dad's initial reaction when you first told him that you want to be a professional fighter? He loves us. <laughs> In judo, he didn't like too much because for him, and I, I agree with him, in judo, I hurt a lot. It's crazy to say that. MMA fighter, fighters saying this, but in judo, I hurt a lot. These were in judo. My knee, I hurt in judo. My shoulder, I hurt in judo. And in MMA, this one is the first one that was really, uh, uh, really different, different, no. Really different like surgery yeah, like his first like surgery, surgery yeah. because after it was just little purple and just easy things to fix but when i said okay dad i don't will do judo anymore and i'm i'm thinking do mma yes let's go <laughs> my mom okay if if is this what do you want and me yeah okay okay i will go with you but my dad oh, he love it well, speaking of just kind of um, the injuries and whatnot, I know something we talked about briefly before the, we started on camera um, about the canvas. How's the canvas? Because you're oh showing my us gosh. the bruises that you got yeah. just from the canvas inside uh -huh. the uh, wow. apex. Yes, I think now we Sh show the show the camera here. that yeah. there is on my knee too. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think now we no we don't swipe anymore. Slip. No, slip. It wasn't anymore. slippery for no, you. No, no. We didn't see people like slipping and sliding no, and falling no. before, but it was a harder surface. Yeah, inside the cage I don't feel nothing, but right. when I took a shower, oh my goodness, yes. This. Oh my goodness. And I I I saw that in the last UFC, all the fighters was it, it with the knee too. I think bruises they, on their knees. Yeah, bruises on the knees too. I think they change. Maybe they change. Yeah. It's interesting because like yeah. a couple of press conferences ago, I think it was someone brought it up at the Colby Covington Mosfidal fight mm -hmm. about talking about the slippery canvas. And we didn't think too much about it. I just always assume it'd be more slippery because remember at the beginning of COVID uh -huh. where they'd spray down oh, the match, yeah. like the mats after every match for sanitation. Then they stopped doing that mm -hmm. as time progressed. I just assumed that it was making the surface more slippery, but maybe after people talking about it, they experimented a little bit. That would make sense to me. Maybe they changed something. I think yes, because my last fight before the Caitlyn, I didn't feel nothing about this or that. Yeah, we need to see that. But I think something changed because every fighter, <laughs> all fighter. 
Yeah. Who who else did you notice was having those on the? I forgot her name because. But Alan, I saw his knee too. Yeah. Yeah. Your mom, mm -hmm. does she watch all the fights like your father? Because you, you were kind of saying a little bit earlier that your your mom it feels a little bit differently about. It. Is she watching all the fights? She watch, but she always go to the doctor because I don't know what happened. My stomach is hurting. My heart is starting to. And the doctor, okay, mom, your daughter will fight, and she, oh, oh. Yes, yeah. She <laughs> she make confused, you know, but she all the times he start she starts to take medicine to calm down. Yeah. But me, I I don't like to see her before my fight because it's until at the training, if I will do some sparring or something really hard, if I saw my mom, I start to, to cry. I don't know why, I think. With my mom, I start to be a baby, you know, uh, because of that. Uh, in Brasilia, when I were to fight there, my mom, she said, okay, is in Brazil, I will go to see you fight. And me, okay, mom, but I don't want to see you. And she, okay, but she didn't because it was the COVID, everything. But we fight, I can't see her before my fight because I know I will cry. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I don't like to see her. <laughs> But your dad's like the opposite, right? Yeah. I think with my dad, I get much strong, you know? With my mom, I start to be a baby. <laughs> so this past weekend, uh, Charles Oliveira has been in town this whole time. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's talking about him. He's the talk of town. He's just beating a lot of the top guys in the lightweight division. Curious from your standpoint, I'm sure you guys ran into him a bunch at the Fighter Hotel. He's living large. I mean, it's kind of weird, though, because of the situation of weighing in 155.5 pounds. They, they stripped him of the championship belt, but everyone else sees him as the champion. Yes. He's kind of walking around like he's the champion, though, still, yeah? And for me, he is. Yes. He is a really champion. And, you know, he is really technical. He is champion, and he has a really humble heart he were there with his friends training with him and walking like okay i'm here to help him if i need to sleep on the couch i will he is really a really good person you know uh, uh, before the fight he were uh, warming up with alan and i was looking okay he 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 really it's a really fighter really champion i like him like a yeah. champion inside and out. Yes, he deserved the title. He, the Schmo once asked you the top mm. five Brazilian fighters of all time. And before I, and all fairness, when I asked you this question, Charles Oliveira had not gone on the tear that he's been going on. He hasn't beaten Dustin Poirier to that point. He didn't go ahead and beat Tony Ferguson through that point. He didn't go ahead and just uh, beat Justin Gaethje the way he beat him and Michael Chandler, like the reign he's been on. So I have to ask you, uh -huh. where does Charles Oliveira stack up now against the greatest fighters from Brazil? He's got to be up there now. Most submissions uh, in UFC history, most finishes in UFC history. He's he's quietly getting himself up there, right? Yes, for sure. I think he is the number one right now. Not the champion, but the number one on in Brazil because he's a truly champion. He came from the favela. And he is being uh, inspiration for a lot, lot of children. He helped there, and for me, is the best part from from him. Yeah, 
of course, there is a lot of technical and strong, really strong punches. This is amazing. Is Charles Oliveira knocking on the doorstep of becoming the greatest yes. lightweight in UFC history? No. I think Khabib needs to come back, you know? No. I think. maybe. Imagine Charles against Khabib. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> wow. No, really, imagine that. That's the fight. But that's what, so let's say Charles, my, my thought, my theory, uh -huh. the only way to potentially get Khabib to come back is if somebody beats Islam. So Charles uh -huh. fights Islam and he, let's say he submits Islam. He's the one to get him to tap. That could get Khabib out of retirement yes. to fight Charles. But I think Khabib has a really, like, I say I don't will, I don't will. He didn't change his mind. I think. Yeah, I don't he think. He thinks like. Yeah. But maybe imagine if somebody hit, beats his friend. Okay, Khabib, let's go with Charles. You know? <laughs> imagine that. I agree though. I don't think he comes back. But if yeah. there's one fighter who could draw him out of retirement, I think it's Charles. Just because, let's say he uh, continues this win streak and then he beats Islam. That would be the only way I could see Khabib coming back. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's easy. That would be crazy. Yeah. I know. It, yeah. it would be hard to think, like, who would win that fight? Charles. <laughs> Charles has the tools. Yeah. I mean, he welcomes fighters. He goes on his back. He wants them to come in the guard and, you know, jiu-jitsu. That's yeah. his specialty. Yeah, and he trusts on that, and he didn't forget this because some fighters – I need to be careful with this too because I am jiu-jitsu girl, judo girl. But I train striking too. And sometimes we trust a lot in our hand and we forgot that I am jiu-jitsu. So, and he didn't. He always remember his jiu-jitsu. He trusts in his hand, but okay, I'm, I'm better in jiu-jitsu. It's, it's nice that. Knowing what got you there, knowing what yeah. got you to the dance, your strengths yes. to always fall back on too. That's huge. That's yeah. definitely big. Glover Teixeira. Glover. UFC 275. Yes. He's from my state too, Minas Gerais. Yeah, we live near uh, Minas Gerais, Mineirinho. What an inspiration to become champion in your 40s and to be at the top of the game now. And he's only fighting the young killers. And he's got Yeri Projaka, yeah. who... I wouldn't say he's a wrestling and jujitsu specialist by any means, but he's got some crazy striking. Stylistically, that's going to be a fun one to watch. For me, he is a star. One time I were at the UFC training and everything, and he was like like a warrior, you know? Everybody was sitting like, okay, no camera here, nobody here, no fans, and talking. And he was like, with that hair? Yes. And, and me, hey. I didn't talk to him. I, 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 hey, relax, man. And he still, I mean, oh my goodness. But Glover, imagine. I think he showed to everybody, if you trust, if you train, age, you don't care about age, about nothing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so inspirational, too. Hoo, hoo, hoo. It's amazing, amazing, amazing. And he's strong, technical. Uh, I, I like, I am excited to see his fight. You said you guys grew up like near close by or in the same state? Same state because he is from Minas Gerais too. And my city is Virginia and the state Minas Gerais. He is from Minas Gerais too. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's nice. Where when he get the belt in Abu Dhabi, 
there is a lot of mineiros that the people from the state of Minas Gerais there. And we, okay, a lot of Minas Gerais here. That's nice. Not just Brazilian, Minas Gerais because of him. Yeah, that's nice. A lot of people. Yeah, that's yeah. I love how supportive the country is yeah. of this, especially the sport too. Mm -hmm. Like I would argue Brazil's got the biggest, largest fan base in the entire world for MMA, at least notoriously from the start of it. Like let's say the UFC in the early 1990s through now, like there's always a Brazilian champion. There's yeah. always a Brazilian champion. That's nice, Chilinsi, because I think the MMA in the beginning, Valitudo, right, were start in Brazil with a lot of fighters. And ah, that's nice too, to see everybody together. Yeah, and even Jose Aldo, he's doing great in Bantamweight. King of Rio. The King of Rio. Yeah. I'm just still amazed that he went from this late in his career, just best 145er of all time. Everyone yeah. talks about, they argue him or Max, and now Volkanovski's in the conversation. Mm -hmm. But he is now making a mark at 135, and I just, you know, obviously had the fight with Pewter Jan, but I don't, for some reason, I don't see it's the last time he's fighting for the Bantamweight title. Yeah. I think he's gonna fight for the Bantamweight title again. Me too. Did you watch the, his movie? Guys, it's we need really to watch his good, movie. really good. It's like, a, it's almost Hollywood, you know? It's really good. Uh, they start to talk about his, his scar. He has, yeah, his scar. Crazy scar. Yeah, please watch. I forgot the name. Do they talk about his soccer career too? And just just a little bit. Okay. But they talk about his life, how he goes to Rio. Yes, his training, his wife. Ah, it was an amazing movie. Amazing. We need because to see yeah, it. Well, yeah. I wonder if it's on the streaming. Is it like Netflix? Yes. You guys have that? Or? Yes, Netflix. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if having YouTube too. YouTube? Yeah. We, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I will f after here, I will find it and show to you guys. It's an amazing movie. We I watch a lot of times. We have to <laughs> okay. watch it. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely watch uh -huh. it. No, it was an amazing movie. But he is great. I, I like him as a fighter, as a person too. I didn't talk to him, but I am a huge fan. Back to the UFC 275 card. Valentina Shevchenko against Talia Santos, defending her belt again. Valentina is the number one pound-for-pound pound female in the world. When you look at her, because that is your division, the last one, what makes her so dominant? I think now is her head, her brain. Because she put in her, everybody knows, and now she she really believes on that. I am the champion, and nobody will take this from me. So I think this of her is really strong. And... Maybe Tyler is coming with that fire in the eyes and can can take this from her. Maybe we need to see, but I think the most difference between her and the other's fighter is this because he she really believes she is the champion and nobody will take the belt from her. And I think it's this. Well, what about the former number one pound for pound female fighter Amanda Nunes? Oh, I love her. <laughs> yeah. ATT, because you trained ATT. at ATT. Yeah. But nobody, nobody thought Juliana Pena had a chance to beat her, except Juliana. Yeah. Look, she had the fire. So it's the mindset. Yeah. I f the mindset is, the. I think, our me, like a fighter, I need to be careful with this, because this, come on, 
all the body. So if this is strong, everything will be good, will be strong. And in that fight, the that Amanda, maybe Juliana was really good, feeling good, and she she won. Yeah. So they're they they recorded the Ultimate Fighter. I think you know tonight the third episode of the Ultimate Fighter. I've been watching that. Mm-hmm. How does this change? Does 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 Amanda completely rewrite the narrative? Because the next time she steps in the octagon, it's against the same opponent that just beat her. Um, the first one that is that the first time Amanda Nunes is tapped out in the UFC. Yes. Yeah, yes. That, that I can remember. So how does she right the wrong mentally get over that hump to, to get her belt back? Yeah. I think now Amanda has a big challenge. Not to against Juliana, against herself, you know? Now she, okay, it's a challenge. I accept it. I want my belt again. And I think now she will be different inside the octagon. Not because the last time she was... Uh, weak no it's because this time she has a challenge and i think everybody needs to have a to has a challenge to to make something different to get more fire in the heart i don't know we need to want something if you want and i think you will go more with more excited inside yeah i think this well, what about someone else who has an upcoming rematch that you know well, Joanna against Song Wei Li? In, in the division, you still have a right, yes. number nine, still a top ten fighter in the world in the strawweight division. Which I is need to pick in all my divisions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nossa, this fight, I don't know what can happen because Joanna is a long time without fight. One year or more? More. More, right? It was, it was in March, or was this was March, right before the pandemic? Yeah, March 2020. Yes. That was the last fight before the, the pandemic. The pandemic, yes. That what? was the Yoel yeah. Romero-Izzy yeah. fight card, too. Yep. A long time. March so 2020. So if she comes back, it's because she wants a lot. So, yeah, we need to see this. I don't know what can happen, but I'm uh, sending good vibes for her. Yes. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> it's it's a long time, and you're going right to the top, right to the person that you just went into war with. Yeah, fight of the year. A fight of the yes, year. I think yes. I think it's still the greatest fight I've ever witnessed in person. Oh, not for sure. When I were watching that fight, it was oh my god, oh my god. Like I think everybody was like yeah. that, right? Not really. Yeah, even my parents. They <laughs> they went to that fight, and my dad was like, oh. Oh, he was like standing <laughs> up, and then my mom was watching like with one eye closed. Oh, one eye. <laughs> but it's the complete opposite of what we saw a couple weeks ago with Carla and Rose. The complete opposite type of fight. Do you know what happened there? I think both our fighters was thinking too much in their strategy. Yes. Like I don't will go out to this plan A like, because in I have plan A, B, C, D, E, a lot of plans uh, to do a strategy, and I think maybe. Rose plans is to wait Carlos come to try to take her down. Yeah. So she threw a punch. And the Carlos strategy, I think, was like wait Rose to get a punch to try to take it down. So both both are waiting. I think happened that. I can yeah. definitely see that. And talk about the mental and the mindset. Rose remembers that she was submitted by Carla for the inaugural strawweight championship, mm-hmm. even though it was years and years ago. That's still weighing in the back of her mind. 
but also you're the champion. Isn't it the challenger's job to bring the fight to the champion? Or do you think in a fight, doesn't matter if someone's the champion and not the champion, you're both responsible to engage and bring the fight to each other. Where do you think you believe that line stands? I believe if I am in the octagon, I need to defend my belt and both need to, to put energy there to show how much train to, if my strategy is not working, my strategy A is not working, I need to change. And to find the best uh, position, the best strategy for that fight, for that moment, because sometimes we need to put the strategy Z, not just A, B, C, the Z to work. Were you surprised when Carla won and they announced that she beat Rose? A little bit because uh, I share for Rose. <laughs> but I think if judge decides, we need to agree because he is the professional inside the octagon and we need to respect. And I think I saw this past weekend, Carla got married and put her bow over her wedding I dress. I saw, I saw. It's best case scenario for her because she didn't have to get really punched in the face and then she was able to get married and be the champion while we'll get married. Look at this. Imagine if I marry with this guy. <laughs> okay, I will. With belt for sure. But yeah, it's not too easy. It's not too good. But <laughs> So then back to you. Do you think, do you like the idea? Because something that we've talked about before, I think on the show and just between us being huge fans and obviously covering the sport as journalists, do you like the idea of open scoring? Because you just had a five, you know, just went the distance, whether it's a three round or if it's championship fight, it's a five round. As a fighter, would you like to know if you're, you won a round, you, you're down a round, or do you just like to know completely at the end, uh, leave it up to the judges? Or would you like to know throughout the fight if you won that round or lost that round? I, I want to know. It's good to know because sometimes my dad always said to me, you lose the, this round, you lose this round. But for me, don't be like uh, uh, just waiting. Because if you just still on the defense, maybe the people, the other fight, your opponent, we will start to throw punch and then win the round. So I know I like to know, but I, I don't know if for defense it will be good because everybody likes to to that feeling, who will fight, who will win, like that adrenaline, adrenaline, you know, the, that I don't know who will, who will win. For the fans, I think it's not good to know, but for the fighter, I want to know. You want to, you think you would like change your strategy? Like let's say you have a strategy in a mm -hmm. fight and you have this game plan that you're sticking to. Let's say you find out you're not winning and you th had thought you were winning, mm -hmm. would you completely disabandon that game plan? Because I think yes. Okay. Yeah. Because we need to fight for a win. So if I know I am losing, okay, let's throw some crazy brunches to try to knock out her. I don't know, yeah. It'll be interesting to see if in the near future or in the future that they implement open scoring, at least for the UFC. Yeah. Good. It's just because the sport's so young. We talk about it all the time. Think about how old soccer is or baseball and basketball. This is this is three decades, like 30 years. Less as than old 30 as years. me. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's crazy how young the sport is. Yeah, so have a lot of to 
get better and this is nice because now for me i love my sport i love mma because change not just my life but life that person that i love and i know that I have a lot of parts to make better yes really you're good. so very young so in your 20s Yeah, 28. Huh? But still, yeah. Glover's in his 40s and he's champion. I'm not saying <laughs> you have to wait that long, but think about think about all the guys in their late 30s and 40s, the Michael yes. Bisping's, Glover to share, like the Daniel guys, Cormier. Daniel Cormier that won so late. Yes. Even Charles, it took him a long time to be yeah. champion. Mid 30s. Look this. So I have time to get yeah. the bell. Age is just a number. Yeah. It, it's the mindset. Yeah. Mindset. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so after your fight, you've been in Vegas just kind of enjoying everything, right? The yes. city for a couple days? Yeah, I enjoy the city, enjoy the PI, because I, I, the last time I didn't were there because the COVID and everything, and now I did the exams. I meet the food there because it's good food for the fighters, the physiotherapy, the cage inside the PI, and... Yeah, that's good. I like And it. you're 50 G's richer because you and Caitlin did get fight of the night. <laughs> okay, after here, I will go to outlet, you know. <laughs> My dad is on uh, yeah, is, uh, spa. My dad is uh, on spa. I will go to outlet to shopping. So, okay. <laughs> Living it up. But you didn't bring those schmo glasses. You're the only female fighter I gave those schmo glasses to today. I forgot. <laughs> You had more important things, I know, yes, it's okay. Yes. I forgot, but I, I have it. My boyfriend saw your picture with with the glasses and he, you have glasses to me, yes, you forgot. Yeah, he's a different guy without the glasses, right? Really, totally different, totally. When you put your glasses, you start to feel, I mean, yes, no. I said, it's like me when I put my hair to the top to a fighter, I change, you change. Feed off of your energy. It makes yeah. it so much easier for me. I like it, though. It's different. It's yeah. different. It's funny, right? It's yeah. like, I don't know. Like, turn on, turn off. Oh, turn yeah. Off. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's, it, make, it makes things interesting. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Not just the same boy. I'm looking at your heel right now, waiting there. <laughs> so how much longer do you have in Vegas before you head back? A couple more days? More two days. Two more days. Yeah. Gonna do Red Rock. You you're telling us on the way here. You're gonna hike Red Rock. Yeah. So you go there with Alex, and my dad, my boyfriend, and his and his sons too. I want to meet there the river, and maybe we shoot something. Ooh, shooting guns. Shooting guns. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what you're gonna shoot? No, I don't, I don't know if I I will. I know how to do. I don't know how to do. He needs to teach me. Uh, yeah, let's go see what happens. <laughs> Just make sure you have earpieces too. You don't want to blow out your ears. Yeah, it's Imagine really it. loud. Very loud. I, he he said he have everything. Good. I don't know if I will do with a true, but uh, yeah, and it's see. Alex Davis. Yeah, for American Top Team Nevada. Yeah, my manager. He is awesome person. Yeah, he's yeah. great. We yeah. saw him. Uh, we saw him in Phoenix in a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, he is in everywhere. He talked with everybody. He's great. He went to lunch with us, actually, too. Really? You know what? One day I went swimming mm 
and he was there. I saw him when I was swimming laps. He loves swimming. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, and judo and swimming, he did a lot. Yeah. It's a great active lifestyle. Well, <laughs> Amanda, we really appreciate you coming on the Schmo Zone. Uh, always positive energy with you. You're the best. What, what would you like to leave the audience? Feel free to say anything that you'd like. Oh, thank you guys for inviting me, to bring me here to our house. Our, your house is, is good here. And Hey, guys, thank you to all the vibes that you guys sent to me, to my fight. And after the fight, too. It's amazing, amazing. And wait, because I will be back soon. Huh. <laughs> But we don't know if it's going to be 115 or 125 to, no. be, to be determined. Yes, this I think nobody knows. Huh? <laughs> Just God. But yeah, this you need to wait too. <laughs> All right, one question. Though. If you mm -hmm. had to guess, mm. perfect world, where do you think you would fight for a title first in the UFC? 115 or 125? I think now, 125. Okay. Yeah. 135. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> yeah. Breaking news. Yeah, man. He was in 135. No, no, no. I need to get really bigger. Yeah. <laughs> we love it. Well, we appreciate you. Yeah, Looking forward to more you. interviews in the future. Episode 102 of the Schmozone podcast. We are out. <laughs>